0: Hey there, video game fans. I'm Ben Bertoli, And I'm Push Dustin. And this is Memory Card. So, Push, this was something that we were going to talk about like way back, maybe on the first or second episode of the season, but we just kept forgetting. And that is the fact that this season, we haven't been doing scripted intros. No, not at all. Yeah, all the four seasons in the past, we basically like typed out exactly what one person was going to say and the other person was going to say had it all color coded it was very nice and this season is like way more off the cuff you know what i mean yeah so um i don't know do you think that this works better do you think that people have noticed like what's your take on the on the more of a cold open
1: so for me like um as like a listener i definitely prefer it when it's like off the cuff and more casual because sometimes like when it's scripted it can feel too um stilted or it can feel like very unnatural right and so i I definitely prefer you know off the cuff because like you never know where it's gonna go and and we don't know where it's gonna go and that's kind of exciting
0: (laughs) true true and you know i think we have a good dynamic but i will admit Mm -hmm. that we're both not very good actors
1: (laughs) no (laughs) so when
0: we're reading lines you know trying to act and be funny. Yeah, you know, it, it works, I think, on a certain level, but mm-hmm. uh, it might, might be a little better if we are off the cuff, as you said. Yeah. So we'll see. If you listen to Memory Card uh, often, feel free to send us you know, an email or a tweet or uh, you know, go to the Patreon page and, and comment. and Let us know if you prefer our silly scripted skits or if you like it better when we're just uh, flying by the seat of our pants. And uh, who knows we might make more changes for uh, next season. This is the last episode of uh, of season five, the last official one. yeah, so it's kind of crazy that we've uh, we've already made it this far into twenty twenty one
1: this is a this season was a very fast recording session. It was back to back to back to back.
0: it really was, yeah well, it was
1: nice, but it was also very hectic because uh, you know, very busy with other things and right and everything trying to make sure that we always had time for a memory card. but it's been, I th- I feel like it's been a good season. I feel like all the episodes have been, so far, have been pretty good. So, uh, you know, you, you got a lot of pressure on this one. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, I feel like this was probably our least Nintendo-focused season. Yeah. We stepped away from Nintendo more than usual. I mean, there's still, like, you know, a good chunk, but uh, I'm glad that we can, you know, visit some other corners of the gaming world.
1: Nintendo's important, and, you know, like, they had, have had a huge impact on the industry, but it's nice to talk about other aspects of the gaming, of gaming history and gaming culture that aren't so well represented.
0: True. All right, well, let's get this last one rolling. All right. For our final episode of Season 5, we are going to be talking about a very unique series called Monster Rancher. Mm. And uh, I'll be be honest, I really have no connection to these games. I definitely was aware of it as a kid, but I never got into the video games. I never got into the anime, which we're going to talk about. Uh, I think there was like a card game too. Yeah. Uh, I definitely knew of it. I was aware of it. It's just not anything that I uh, ever really got attached to. Did you ever play these games
1: as a kid? I actually never played them, but I was aware of them. Like, one of my uh, really good friends, uh, he was really into them. And I just remember one of the characters looking like um, Mike Wazowski from uh, Monsters.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. We will talk about that guy down the road here. But uh, before we actually get into the Monster Rancher games, I thought it would be interesting to talk a bit about um, where they came from. Not from a development standpoint, but from, a, like, a cultural standpoint. Like, why, why in the world did anyone make this game? Mm-hmm. So, in the early 1950s, uh, plumber Steve Henson developed what is now known as ranch dressing while working as a contractor for three years in the remote Alaskan bush. And, uh, Hold on, wait. My notes are mixed up. Are
1: you, are you talking about ranch, like, the, the food?
0: Yeah, sorry. You know, I was doing all this monster rancher research, and I, I thought, um... Maybe the history of ranch would also be good. So let me put away these notes about uh, Cool Ranch Doritos (laughs) and uh, get to the real thing. All right. So jokes aside, Monster Rancher kind of uh, stems from Japan's overall love of monsters. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, many people are aware of the yokai, uh, these myths and legends about supernatural monsters and spirits from Japanese folklore. Obviously, they've been featured in like, you know, many, many games inspired many many uh, video game monsters and obviously the yokai watch series Mm -hmm. one of the most well-known monsters obviously in japan would be godzilla who was introduced in 1954 around the same time that ranch dressing (laughs) was invented so
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's all connected
0: (laughs) it's all connected oh my gosh and uh, godzilla kind of kicked off this whole genre that's called kaiju films which are you know giant monsters like going head to head Mm -hmm. destroying tokyo and all that good stuff when it came time for the people at game freak to work on their idea for pokemon there were a lot of different inspirations the link cable between the game boys was like a big one Mm -hmm. bug collecting obviously capsule toys but um the first thing that they thought of was you know well what are we going to trade between these two systems and um uh, their first idea was kaiju, like let's make a monster fighting game. Now they plan to make them like you know giant monsters, and obviously not all Pokemon are enormous, but yeah, the Japanese love of monsters definitely translated into Pokemon, which became a huge craze after it launched in February of 1996, and then obviously later on in the United States and elsewhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And in November of 1996, another craze also hit japan do you want to take a guess as to what it might be 1996 right the end of 1996 and it's not pokemon it's not pokemon
1: uh is it like a fashion video game like what kind of craze it's kind of like a video game toy
0: that everybody was into everybody wanted to have their own and take care of it it's are you talking about furbies no tamagotchi
1: oh tamagotchi yeah
0: yeah (laughs) so um you know pokemon comes out in early 1996 tamagotchi comes out in late 1996 and those are the two like must-have toys Mm -hmm. of the holiday season at least in japan um and you know became like the biggest toy fads of the late 1990s early 2000s Mm -hmm. apparently it is a combination of the word in japanese for egg and the word in japanese for watch which are uh, tamago and watch (laughs) watch 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 yeah yeah
1: it's a yeah katakana word so it's kind of hard to say because they don't really have that sound Mm, right
0: yeah you can't really formulate it that well if you're not used to it
1: yeah i always thought that it was um tomodachi like friend oh well, yeah, that makes sense. But I guess watch makes sense too. This is according to
0: Bandai. So, yeah, I, guess I would I.
1: trust them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, Tamagotchi is, is huge. It gets its own like spin off of video games where everybody's, you know, taking care of these uh, basically these little monsters, helping them stay alive, uh, cleaning up their poop and all that. Mm. And something happened, and it's actually called the Tamagotchi effect, not to be confused with the Tetris effect. Mm-hmm. and uh, it's when people develop emotional attachments to machines or, you know, like software, basically, and I feel like pretty much everybody who's played a video game or maybe people who play video games a lot are you know, have this feeling where you make this connection to a character that is very much not alive, but you, like, are really sad when they go away or, you know, when they fail. Mm. That becomes a big thing, you know, a big mentality for a lot of people who are playing with the Tamagotchis. And um, this leads to Digimon, Mm. which are kind of like Pokemon and Tamagotchi combined into one. Digimon did not start out as a video game. They started out as a series of virtual pets, just like Tamagotchi. And that was in 1997. It was almost like Tamagotchi is more for girls and Digimon's like cool. Yeah. And for boys, you know, you can like hook them together and make them fight each other, you know. Digimon goes on to become its own uh, big series. It gets video games, but then, you know, you've kind of cemented this whole environment where people are like crazy about monsters, you know, big, bad, awesome ones that fight each other, little cute ones you can take care of. This is how we enter the era of Monster Rancher. And Monster Rancher in Japan is known as Monster Farm i mean monster rancher mm-hmm. is a weird name if they had sold it in america's monster farm i don't think it would have fared any better or worse i guess rancher is a cooler word but
1: yeah. I, I think rancher is a cool word
0: yeah that's true okay I'll, I'll give it that yeah but um i mean a lot of people compare it to pokemon because it came out in, in that same time frame but honestly it's more like digimon it's more like tamagotchi than anything because even though you're battling pokemon the focus on raising them and like you know making them stronger Um, there's not really a world to like wander around in and catch them or anything we'll get into the whole thing Mm -hmm. the first monster rancher game which was developed by tecmo came to japan in july of 1997 and north america in november of 1997 and that's kind of interesting because it beats pokemon to the u.s market by almost an entire year so you know somewhere out there is a child who saw pokemon and was like oh man what's this monster rancher ripoff like (laughs) (laughs) they're like oh they're just trying to steal all their ideas not cool but like i like i said Mm -hmm. uh the original monster rancher the goal is to raise monsters uh basically so you can fight them in tournaments and like win more money and get more monsters and you know buy them things they do kind of act like the tamagotchi little monsters they can Uh, grow up you have to make sure you're actually taking care of them they can die of old age which i thought was like oh (laughs) yeah like how old does a monster rancher monster have to be yeah or you can actually just retire them if you feel like you know
1: they've had a a good enough career i suppose you you bring them out in the back and and put uh the revolver next to their head (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're like sorry buddy it's your time to go (laughs) uh michael wazowski (laughs) i mean
0: honestly i feel like if you like neglected it it would also die which was just like man they're really like putting a lot of pressure on these kids taking care of these monsters <laughs> pokemon you just like turn off the game you don't worry about it yeah you could also mm-hmm. like um give them like good or bad morals depending on how you raise them like if they did poorly at their training you could like hit them and stuff like that option was there <laughs> and uh yeah make them spiteful the more loyal you made them, the more they liked you, the better the chance that they were going to perform, like, critical hits and, like, awesome dodges during combat. Yeah. The real pull for Monster Rancher was how you mm-hmm. actually acquired the monsters, and that was by taking out the Monster Rancher game disc while it was still, you know, going, and putting in um, CDs, like compact discs, which would unlock new monsters within the game. Mm-hmm. So, if you wanted new monsters, you had to go, like, you know, route through your sister's Britney Spears collection and, like, you know, put them in there. And you would hopefully get new monsters, you know, depending on which CD you put in.
1: Which is a really cool concept because it, it, like, keeps the game, like, loaded in, like, RAM, I'm, I'm guessing. And it's able to load up new data, right? Import new data from other CDs, which is really cool.
0: Yeah, honestly, what it really reminded me of was the uh, stop and swap from Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, that, that like they were supposed to be able to do, and the original plan on that was that you could take an N sixty four cartridge out for up to ten seconds, and you could put in another one, mm-hmm. and then like transfer data. But I guess down the line with like updates, when the sixty four actually came out, it became more like one second yeah. <laughs> that you had to make the swap. So that's why the Banjo Kazooie, uh, Banjo Tooie stop and swap never happened but that's probably uh, worth its own episode i would say there were certain discs that would give you like special monsters i guess if you had a christmas cd you know any kind of cd that had christmas music on it it would give you some kind of special like you know santa claus character or like a monster that was wearing a cool santa claus hat so that was pretty interesting there were 12 basic types of monsters that you could that you could get mm. so here's what i'm going to do we're going to do it a little differently here I'm going to give you four monster types, and you have to tell me which one is not real. Okay. Three of them are real. And one of them is not. All okay. right, here we go. Dinos, golems, skellies, and suezos.
2: Hmm. Golems?
0: Nope, golems are real. Ah. Uh. Skellies. Skellies are the ones that I made up. Yeah. <sighs> they're like cool skeletons yeah i I was
1: like i was thinking you know going back and forth i was like ah maybe a skelly's but that sounds cool i'm gonna leave it in i want it to be real
0: (laughs) yeah so do i all right we're only gonna do uh uh, two more rounds of this because i don't want to put you through uh all of them
1: put me through stress
0: (laughs) gels gaspers pixies and plants jaspers yes It was Gaspers.
1: Because you already, yeah, you already had like a ghost type already. So,
0: actually, well, yeah, we'll get there in a second. You ruined my next one a little bit. All right, here's the next one Ghosts, (laughs) ghosts, apes, doodles, or sweeties?
1: Ghosts. (laughs) <laughs> no ghosts are real oh the ghosts are the real okay okay yeah, um, yeah that's
0: why i was laughing uh, okay you're like there's already too many ghosts <laughs> like i haven't even i haven't even gotten a ghost yet uh, so, so i was like is was ghost apes doodles or sweeties sweeties yeah sweeties are fake good job yeah. okay i got two <laughs> of three. It. yeah the first ones that i mentioned were all common types um and i left out a couple there was like hares tigers gales or gallus i don't know some of these are weird uh like japanese tie-ins mm. and then there's rare ones dragons magics hengers i don't know what a hanger is mm. Nayas and discs
1: that sound means that we're putting this episode on pause for just a moment so we can briefly explain how you can support memory card
0: if you enjoy our content you can show your support by leaving positive reviews on your podcasting service of choice Four or five stars and a few kind words go a long way when it comes to convincing others to give the show a listen, so please do so if you find the time.
1: Spreading the word of Memory Card is very helpful. If you know anyone who's into gaming or history or both, then maybe you should consider sharing Memory Card with them or anyone that you find anywhere. Every season, we strive to reach a wider and wider audience, and you can help.
0: If you're feeling extra supportive, you can head over to patreon.com memcard. Every single one of our patrons gets access to early and ad-free episodes. Higher tiers include bonus episodes, shoutouts, and more. We certainly hope you'll check it out and consider becoming one of our lovely patrons. Once again, that's patreon.com m-e-m-c-a-r-d.
1: And if you think about it, if you become a patron, you'll never have to hear this ad again. <laughs>
0: how sad (laughs) thanks for taking the time to hear us out let's get back to the show obviously you're trying to like train these monsters um there's six stats that you want to focus on when you're training your monster you got power intelligence life skill speed and defense Mm. all things that you know i feel like are are strengths for me put them on my resume (laughs) (laughs) so like i said you have to like train them You can get them to do jobs. Um, I watched a video where, like, they had this wolf monster, like, digging in the forest for, like, roots and berries and stuff. Mm. One of them's, like, hauling a cart. One of them is delivering mail, which I thought was funny.
1: So it's, like, really exploitative labor. Yeah. Which is awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess you're giving them, like, food and shelter, but... I just would like to picture like a giant a giant stone golem like delivering your mail like just crushing your mailbox (laughs) (laughs) which is why when he messes up you can beat him if you if you want to. Yeah I guess you could also um, increase monster stats with like special food and vitamins and stuff like that you know really beef him up with steroids. Mm. And I read that you can actually like lose this game like the game will end Mm -hmm. if you run out of currency to manage your monster if you go broke that's it game over like yeah that's the end hey well you
1: can't enter any more Uh, tournaments you can't buy any more monsters so you can't like declare bankruptcy and start over again
0: no i guess not i mean you you can start over again but it's going to be a completely new yeah yeah the battles themselves were you know just two monsters in an arena basically fighting but it's uh pretty much automated what you can do is you can tell Um, the monsters to kind of like be more aggressive or like back off a little bit but that's about it Mm. the moves that they do and everything like that whether or not they dodge and attack is all based on their stats that you've been working on
1: it's a little bit like yokai watch then
0: yeah yeah and and a little less like pokemon i guess in that regard yeah but i'm sure uh what you're actually wondering is like what's the story here like where do these monsters come from you know within the actual Mm -hmm. world and uh it's it's pretty yeah. it's pretty bonkers the backstory here it's basically that like way back in the day when all the continents like before they had broken up you know pangea times some huge disaster hit the world and everyone prayed to god to like help them mm. and god was like yeah i got you here's a bunch of monsters <laughs> and um <laughs> it didn't go so well uh the official story says the new life forms brought new troubles so god became exasperated and sealed them into disc stones which is like what a move you know what i mean
1: you know god's trying to fix things and he just messes up and he's just like oh my bad yeah exactly and it was like there's still a flood happening
0: uh-huh the world's flooded with uh, water let me uh let me flood it with monsters oh no that didn't help yeah <laughs> crap <laughs> so basically there's all these disc stones that have monsters inside of them and um, so, like, people go on these archaeological mm. digs to find them and unlock them from these monster temples. There's a very goofy intro video at the start of the first Monster Rancher game where it, like, shows these guys, you know, with pickaxes. And one guy finds a disc and he, like, you know, holds it up and runs and, like, trips and falls. And it's very, very <laughs> silly. But that's, uh, that's how uh, Monster mm-hmm. Rancher's uh, backstory came to be. God made monsters. He hated them. So he locked them in the disks, and then man said, "Forget you,
1: we're, get, we're bringing them back." What happened to the water? Like, what happened to that flood? Did that actually happen?
0: No, no. Uh, well, it, it never actually specifies that there was a flood. It just says there was a okay. huge, a huge disaster. I say that in quotes. Mm. Hit the world, and God's remedy was monsters. <laughs> yeah. Okay. In the actual game, aside from that, you know, backstory, um, you are a professional breeder. You've aced the breeder exam.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's all, all me.
0: Yeah, and you get <laughs> you get an assistant named Holly who mm-hmm. um, essentially like interacts with everybody on your behalf. You never really talk to anybody because you're that's
2: a,
1: that's, a,
0: that's a dream life.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: you're you're too good for them. Um, so you can buy monsters from the market. You can go to the shrine. You can get one from your CDs. And um, as I looked into the whole CD thing to try and understand, like, how it works. I guess it pulled the data from the table of contents of every CD, mm-hmm. and then it kind of randomly generated a monster based on that. So you wouldn't always get the same thing, mm-hmm. but it is kind of cool that it was, like, hard-coded in there. And if you wanted to, if, you, if, you know, back in 1999, you had the ability to burn CDs, which you might not, um, you could potentially, like, make your own specific monster with a CD.
1: Yeah, which is really cool because, like, you know, it's like a game that exists outside of the game world.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very, very neat. And uh, it did well enough that it got a sequel. Um, 1999, in February, it came out in Japan and it came out in August of 1999 in North America. And um, I believe this was the first Monster Rancher game to get a European release. Mm. Not a lot of changes, but I, I've read pretty much everywhere that, like, Monster Hunter 2 is, like, the best Uh, monster hunter game out there Mm -hmm. maybe it hits that perfect like nostalgia you know it's like better than one improved on the formula but didn't start to get like weird and derivative as uh yeah yeah as you may see so the the second one comes out oh and i i should mention that the big mascot of this series is like the the guy you mentioned before with the big eyeball he's basically like an eyeball and a mouth with uh, like a tail that he hops on and that is the um type of monster that i mentioned before that i was having a hard time pronouncing which was the suezo Mm. that's the name of the monster and that's also the name that he goes by Mm. uh, when he shows up in the game and in the anime which i was going to talk about next they did make a monster rancher anime Mm -hmm. that also came out in 1999 pretty much like with the second game so maybe that's why people love it so much because it came out yeah alongside the anime and it went all the way until uh 2001 so you know a good two three year run there and it did come to north america um i think it was on fox like kind of alongside pokemon Mm, yeah, I remember CNN Fox. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being like, it's a Pokemon followed by like Pokemon ripoff. Like, <laughs> woo. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well watch it, I guess. In Japan, it existed as like two separate series, but I don't even think we got the second one here in North America. Um, but they got all the way up to 73 episodes, which yeah. kind of makes sense if you're, you know, on the air for so long. The story follows a boy named uh, Genki Sakura. Sakura, mm. and he's, like, the best Monster Rancher player, but, like, actual video game player in the anime. And he gets, he gets a special disc for winning yeah. this tournament, and I bet you can guess what happens.
1: He goes on an adventure to, to conquer all the other monsters and collect them.
0: Well, so, understand, he's in the real world, and I say that in quotes, and then he gets mm. this disc, and he puts it in his system to play oh. this new Monster Rancher game, and...
1: He gets sucked into the world.
0: Yeah, that's right. He gets sucked into the game. And this is a very huge fad right now in anime. It's mm-hmm. called Isekai. Yep. Which, which just means, like, different world. Mm. Uh, Sword Art Online, there's a whole anime right now yeah. that's called That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime, which is about someone becoming a slime enemy in a video game. It's actually pretty good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it uh, kind of started with, uh, was it Serial Lane? I'm not sure. I don't know that one. Uh, Serial Lane is an old, old anime that was, like, 90s. This girl goes into this other world.
0: Yeah, I think that was, like, a big one as far as, like, anime is concerned. But Mm -hmm. I guess um, the original story is, like, some Japanese folklore thing about a guy who saves a turtle. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then the turtle's like, come with me to the undersea land. And he's like, yeah, sure. It sounds great. And then like everything's fine until he gets back to land. And it turns out it's like 300
1: years in the future. And he's like, no, it's almost like a twilight zone episode. Yeah. He realized that time has passed and, and, uh, he was having so much fun under, under the sea. Yeah, he goes back to the land and he's like, "Oh, my all my family's dead." Yeah, I pretty much. Like, Think it. it's like the end. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist. M Night it's Shyamalan. Like, <laughs> I I love that story cuz like you don't know like what to take away from it like (laughs) in western like you know aesop fables you're just like oh yeah you know slow and steady wins wins a race or you know you should always spend more time with your family and less time
0: swimming yeah i guess
1: yeah but this one's just like wait what is the point of this story
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and obviously like you know english literature and English media has covered this. I mean, like, Alice in Wonderland, Wizard of Oz, you know, Peter Pan. That's all basically the same thing. Getting sucked into a different world. But um, even though Monster Rancher wasn't the first to do it, it was, you know, kind of novel at the time, I would say. Mm -hmm. And uh, it had, in my opinion, one of the worst opening themes in anime Mm -hmm. history. Um, Let me just read you some of the lyrics here. That's a tall order. (laughs) I know. I'm talking about, like, English you know, language ones. So.
1: Yeah, even then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, you hear the lyrics. Monsters rule. I was transported to a faraway land, into the world where monsters rule. I played the game like an ace, and now we're in this place to save the monsters from the evil Moo. Moo is the bad guy, like spelled like Moo Cow. Mm. Monsters rule. Monsters rule. Monster Rancher. Monster Rancher. Monsters rule. Monsters rule. Monster Rancher. Monster Rancher. Monsters rule. Pendant show the mystery disc will take it to the shrine will redeem the fabled mystery disc and release the phoenix inside
1: you can't rhyme mis- mystery disc with mystery disc guys you can like okay like I-, <laughs> I feel bad for the guy the composer who, who had to come up with this song because they were probably given just like a synopsis of them of the tv show and they're just like how <laughs> how do we make a song and they're like oh we need it by tomorrow and th- they were just like Mm, okay monsters rule monsters rule we'll just go with that monsters rule monster
0: rancher monster rancher monsters rule yeah yeah no it's it's hilarious um definitely go go look we'll put it on the save file the the uh the intro but i love it it's so bad that it's good i guess is is the point that i'm trying to make yeah so um following the anime like i said there was a card game you know you had your um 99 card basic set. There's like holographic and foil versions and stuff. It really never took off, yep. but it did kind of like branch off into its own uh, video game series as well. There was Monster Rancher main series, and then there was Card Battle. Um, let me just rattle through some of these. So you had uh, Monster Rancher Card Battle. The first one was for the Game Boy, and the second one was actually for the PlayStation, which was interesting because, you know, it's not like you're going to go buy the second one for your Game Boy. Um, there's one called Monster Rancher About, mm. which was a spinoff where it was like it was a platformer. You picked different yeah. monsters and you kind of just tried to jump to the end of this uh, path and there was all these obstacles.
1: Like subspace emissary?
0: Not really. It wasn't 2D. It was 3D. So you were just jumping forward and there's like mm. things you were supposed to land on and not land on. But I don't think you actually like pressed the button to jump. I think the monster just automatically jumped and you basically it was almost like an endless runner game. Oh, OK. Then there were a bunch of Monster Rancher games for the Game Boy Advance, one called Explorer, Monster Rancher Advance 1 and 2. Um, And then there was the mainline games, Mm. Monster Rancher 3 and 4 for the PlayStation 2, Monster Rancher Evo for the PlayStation 2, Monster Rancher DS. And then uh, there's one called My Monster Rancher that came out for uh, mobile devices. That uh, pretty much catches us up on the games. I'd like to point out that in Monster Rancher 3, 4, and Evo... Um, They kind of bumped things up. Not only could you put in normal CDs, but now you could put in DVDs.
1: Wow. So,
0: yeah. I mean, you get like the first season of The Simpsons on DVD. That's like four different monsters right there. Yeah. There was uh, a, a funny tie-in, I thought, which was in Monster Rancher 4, if you put in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets DVD or the um, actual PlayStation 2 game, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, it would get you this special um, owl monster.
1: Ah, Like Hedwig.
0: Yeah, I wonder if they actually cleared that with (laughs) WB or just kind of went with it. And then um, in Monster Rancher 2 and 4, you could put in a Dead or Alive game, you know, like the fighting series. Yeah, yeah. And it would give you a special pixie named uh, Kasumi, Mm. who is one of the lead characters in Dead or Alive. That was interesting. And I guess another thing was uh, they had discs that were called Pandora discs, which would like always give you a different monster. Yeah. And um, a lot of times, like, if you put Monster Rancher 1 disc in Monster Rancher 3, it would be like that. Like, whoa, like, we know you Mm -hmm. love the game, so here's some, like, crazy
1: monsters. Yeah, go nuts, kid.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But um, obviously, like, some of these games, you know, you can't smash a CD into your Game Boy Advance. Yeah. I mean, you can, but you shouldn't. Definitely not recommended. Some of them just had, like, codes that you would have to, like, find in the game and then type in, and it would give you a monster. Mm -hmm. The DS one was actually pretty interesting. You had to, like say things into the microphone and depending on what words you said, a different monster would show up and you could actually Mm. draw things on the bottom screen and monsters would show up based on that. So who knows what terrible, you know, monsters would show up if you were shouting swear words or drawing inappropriate things. Yeah. Yeah. Most recently, Monster Rancher and I think also Monster Rancher 2 came to iOS, Android and the Switch in Japan via the eShop Not anywhere else, sadly, to, you know, all five Monster Rancher fans outside of Japan were really bummed. (laughs) Um, And once again, you know, like, you can't put CDs into the Switch or into your phone. Yeah. But this time, instead of talking to it or drawing things, they actually give you just like a database of CDs. Mm. So you search, you know, you're like, oh, man, I want In Sync, no strings attached, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Your favorite CD is not like it's mine or anything. Yeah, yeah. And then it would say... Like, oh well, that will get you this monster. Like, is that the one you want? I think it's probably like some kind of a time limit on it, you know, so you don't just pick every single
1: powerful monster.
0: Right. Just like over and over. So that's it. I'm sure I skipped over some important details. I, I tried to, you know, get in there and, and find the most interesting stuff and in some of the background. But if you are a Monster Rancher fan and I missed something, I apologize. Feel free to, you know, send me, drop me a line and we can post about it on Twitter, maybe. But uh yeah, I think it's just good that this obscure kind of series mm-hmm. lives on through the switch and it's getting new games. Even if those new games are revamped versions of the old games, obviously the gimmick that was like made it so unique has become obsolete, but it was, it was a fun idea for the time and, and one that actually worked pretty well. Like you said. Yeah. So I'm going to go uh, look through my old CD collection and uh, see what kind of monsters I can get.
1: I, um, I have a small CD collection, but they're actually mostly just games
0: oh like like old like playstation games like gamecube
1: wii wii u games yeah
0: i wonder if a gamecube game would work i don't think so yeah somehow i doubt it let's go find out (laughs) Wow! back
1: to (laughs) 1999 oh no i'm being sucked into the game
0: (laughs) that's how you do it that's how you get sucked into the game you have to put a gamecube (laughs) disc into your
1: playstation yeah That's all for now. Thanks for listening.
0: Our intro and outro music was crafted by talented chiptune composer Jamitar. You can find more of his banging beats by searching Jamitar, that's J-A-M-A-T-A-R, on Spotify or visiting jamitar.com.
1: If you have any feedback on the podcast or would like to recommend a topic, feel free to reach out to us via Twitter, at MemCardShow, or you can visit our website, MemoryCardShow.com. If you'd like to follow Ben and I, we can be found at SuperBenTendo and at PushDustin, respectively.
0: Have you considered supporting Memory Card on Patreon? If not, we hope you will. Currently, we're supported by quite a few awesome people, all of which get access to early ad-free episodes. These people include Jackson Bertoli, Taylor Bias, Cody Sam, Michael Strickland, Courtney Cotton, Harrison, Tyler Davis, Jorge Bajija, Manuel Vitella, Ray Schneider, Nick Callis, and Shala. All of our Patreon info can be found on the support section of our website or on patreon.com slash memcard.
1: We'll be back really soon with some more gaming history goodness, so be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you've enjoyed the show.
0: Oh, and be on the lookout for some bonus episodes coming this summer, some Patreon exclusives, and others for everybody to enjoy.
1: We'll see you soon.